This episode of Missy Unfiltered is brought to you by Pizza Rock Las Vegas. Eve has always been one of my favorite holidays. When you're young but old enough to go to middle school or high school parties, it's the night you'll kiss your crush when the ball drops. Everyone just kind of stands around awkwardly waiting until like five seconds before and then you start inching your way towards that person or towards the bathroom to hide or cry. I remember my first New Year's kiss and it was as awkward as you could imagine for an eighth grader. God, how weird is that? A bunch of kids just like kissing in a basement. Like, where are the parents? Where is everybody at right now? Uh, But New Year's Eve is supposed to be a time for new beginnings and new goals. And my personal favorite, a new planner. I wish I would have known what New Year's Eve 2020 had in store for us. In 2010, Hubs and I were living in Denver. The week leading up to New Year's, our dog Leonidas was very sick. He was four months old and he died right before midnight that night during surgery. It was fucking awful. He ate something that ruptured his stomach and it released too many toxins into his blood. It was a horrible way to start off the new year. And shortly after we decided to move to Vegas. Every year since I have not spent a new year's Eve with my husband. And aside from that one very important thing that I don't like about Vegas and my job, it's fucking magical here. In my earlier years as a cocktail server, at after hours, we would open at 9 p.m. so all the early birds can come, pay for their table, and then they leave and come back later. That meant at least four to five hours before we even got a little busy. And that's on top of the five hours before that that we would have to be at work because the strip closes between like four and six for the fireworks. I would work until roughly eight or nine in the morning and I would go drink excessively until well into the following afternoon. My first year as a manager, oh my God, we used this like awful system for our prepaid deposits. And it was like paper spreadsheets and you had to like cross reference. It it was just, it was not good. Okay. So it was in the midst of the most chaotic and unorganized night. All while I was wearing stiletto heels because I wanted to look my best on the first New Year's Eve, not in a corset. Every year since I've worn variations of black dresses that I'm too stubborn to wear a belt with because it'll ruin the way that it looks. Because of that, my radio is either in my hand all night or the cord is wrapped around my shoulder and hooked like a purse. And obviously I'm in heels. To see Las Vegas on that night is like, it's like nothing you've ever seen. The whole strip is barricaded off and thousands and thousands of people flood it like it's Times Square. Everyone is dressed like they will walk a red carpet. Everyone spends the most money. Every club has a huge event. Every restaurant is offering a special menu. Everything is as fabulous as you would dream. Kevin Hart hosted our New Year's Eve one year. Kevin fucking Hart. Our tables upstairs would sell for $10,000, $15,000, and $20,000 on that night. Champagne bottle after big ass champagne bottle go out. When the clock starts counting down for midnight, I am already running around like a chicken with its head cut off. But I always, 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 always run out to the stage and watch as the confetti cannons blow onto the dance floor at 12 a.m. If you could see it. All those smiling faces, people hugging each other and toasting and cheering and dancing. I just take it all in and remember how truly blessed this little girl from Youngstown, Ohio really is. This past New Year's Eve was no different. I wore my black dress and oh my God, my fucking heels. Steve Madden sent me two right foot shoes. When I got them, I only tried on one shoe, 
you know, obviously. And then I put them in the closet with the little, like the little stretcher things, you know, to stretch them out to be comfortable. And then I never bothered with them again until that night at 8 p.m. putting on my dress and heels, I said, oh, fuck. The strip is closed. There's nowhere to buy shoes. No one can bring me shoes. Fuck it. There is no way I'm going into a new decade wearing high top vans with my black gown. And I wore two right foot shoes for an excruciating nine hours. Thank God I'd stretch them. Otherwise, there's no chance that they would have fit over my big ass fucking size 10 feet. But man, what a foresight of 2020, right? So that's how I started the year. And it was fine, really. Uh, A few weeks later, I took the kids to Ohio, attended my best friend's beautiful wedding. The kids got to see snow. Shit was great. February came. It was an amazing Super Bowl weekend at the club. And honestly, at this point, like we had already been pre-shifting to the staff, like wash your hands, you know, COVID, you never know. And then March comes around. We're about to start this awesome incentive program with Pierre Jouet, the champagne company. And they send me and all 40 of the cocktail servers to this hilarious show at the Venetian. It's called Atomic Saloon. I don't know if it's open again, but it's a, what's the one at Caesars? It's a, it's the sister company, that really funny one at Caesars too. It's fucking hysterical. And even during the show, they're like incorporating hand sanitizer into the jokes and like pumping hand sanitizer in people's hands and like laughing and everyone was laughing. It was funny. And then a week later, everything was closed and that was it. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, God, that was a lifetime ago. Like what in the actual fuck? And then it never got any better. Like the whole year just kept getting worse and worse. It was like Carol Baskin and toilet paper. And then the stock market crashed. And then Harry and Meghan just leave the royal family. And then the whole George Floyd thing. And then supposedly like Kim Jong-un was dead. And the fucking murder hornets and all these fires. Fucking Kobe. Like, and all of this has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with any of our personal lives. Think of all the people that we actually know that have died and the financial struggles of people that you might not even know about. And we're all sitting here like that fucking meme with the dog in the burning house. Like, it's fine. This is fine. Just waiting for things to get better. And it's like the election was a fucking joke. I won't even go down that rabbit hole. And everyone's just over here, like selling their assholes on OnlyFans, trying to survive. I'm fucking making cheesecakes. And I'm not even like in a bad position, but there's like, honest to God, like hardworking people that cannot catch a break, have nowhere to live, bills are piling up and we're all just trying to be okay mentally. It's fucking exhausting. And through all of this, like really all I'm hoping is that people have made or are making changes. I I can't even say that enough. I think I say that on like every episode. Like what did you honestly do with yourself for the last nine months? If you stopped work, if you never stopped working or you only stopped working for like a month or two, like maybe life didn't change for you too much. If you stayed on your regular life path, but like your significant other was laid off, like how did you help support them mentally? You know, if you just sat around collecting unemployment and didn't do anything to help you grow, shame on you. You don't need much money to buy a book or to go on a walk. When all you have is time, like what was really your excuse? And I know, I know we all get in funks. We lose motivation. We're stressed because even though I was off work for so long, I'm still with my kids all day. Like, yes, I have my mom here to help me with the twins. And I'm so grateful for that because on my really bad days, she sends me to my room to sleep or to write. And it was so appreciated. And even if I didn't show it enough, because sometimes I'm a miserable bitch, I really did appreciate, appreciate you, mom. But You know, I had time to go work out or do a podcast and I was able to go out with friends or have a date night with hubs, but like, you're not me. Your situation is unique. Like, what did you do at this time? I did a lot of thinking, especially about the months before we shut down, how we all saw it coming, but we didn't want to believe it, but it happened. And now we are here. (laughs) 
So as this year is coming to an end, I'm just trying to look at it as a learning experience, as more time than I would have ever had with my kids, as a wake up call to stop buying dumb shit and save my money, as a reminder of who really cares for me, who supports me and who I want to keep in my life. This year or however long until it actually ends will hopefully just be a small blip on our timeline of life, a year or whatever that we can look back and say, I cannot believe I made it through that. And when the clock strikes 12, I will be in a time warp and wearing a corset and boots at Dre's Lounge. I will have a few people with me that I absolutely adore and love. I might not, I might still be running around like a mad woman, just not in a fancy black dress. But this is how the year ended up, you know, with a vaccine around the corner for those willing to take it. Maybe it'll truly end the majority of this nightmare that we call 2020. Maybe all the times we said, oh, I can't wait for this year to be over. Maybe that was accurate. Maybe with this new year, we can set new goals again and get excited about upcoming events and concerts and holidays. Like hopefully we can all dig ourselves out of the hole that we're in. Because I know financially, a lot of us have a long way to go until we're caught up and comfortable. I am with you on that. I may not get to stand on that big stage at Dre's nightclub and watch the confetti fall down, but I am so grateful to still be working for Dre's on this holiday for the 11th time. <laughs> I will dream of all those beautiful smiling faces just looking for a new beginning, a night of fun, and hopefully a really terrible hangover. You can hit me when it's over, what's up? You can hit me when it's over, what's up?